I'm really excited about the word tonight. Amen. The word of God is just, man, it's awesome. The word of God is just so powerful. It's the word of God that it just has the ability. It has the ability to just completely change everything. In an instant, one word from heaven that connects with your spirit that becomes alive in you has the ability to change everything. The Bible says that we must walk by faith and not by sight. However, we must work with, walk with spiritual eyes that are open. So we don't walk by natural sight, we walk by spiritual sight. That means that we live according to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God that Jesus came to preach about is operating in and through our lives, which means that everything that Jesus did, we can do also. In fact, the Bible says that greater works will you do. Greater works will we be able to do because the kingdom of God is now inside us. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. It's right here. Now the kingdom lives on the inside of you and I. That means that within you is kingdom rule. Come on, guys. Help me out with the sound. The rule of God, the, the kingdom of God is inside you. Amen. All right. Amen. My message tonight is entitled The Multitude or the One. The Multitude or the one. Let's go to Second Chronicles 16, verse number 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God is looking for someone whose heart is loyal to him. It says, in this you have done foolishly, therefore from now on you shall have wars. What I really want you to see is that the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro on the earth. He's looking for someone. He's looking for individuals, a person, people whose hearts will be loyal to him, whose hearts will seek after him. God is looking for someone. Isaiah 6 verse number 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. How many of you in this room say that that's you? If you didn't raise your hand, you might as well say, oh my. How many of you would really like to be used by God? I think all of us have a desire to be used by God. I believe that the Lord wants to use each and every one of us. The thing is, is that picking up or taking up the call of God goes far beyond what many of us, I believe, truly understand. God is looking for the exceptional from you. God is looking from you to be different. He's looking from you to not be the same as everybody else. 
Many times Christians have a tendency to say, well, you know, when God uses me in this area, I'll change. Or if God gives me this, then I'll tithe. We have a tendency to always live in the future and not deal with what or do with what God has given us right now. I believe that God has called us to be exceptional. You carry something that the world does not. You carry the Spirit of God on the inside of you. How can you be normal? How can you be average? There is nothing average about you. Not because of you, but because of Him. The Bible doesn't say greater are you. The Bible says greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. But you must recognize that you carry him. And that separates you. That sets you apart from everybody out there. So we don't boast in ourselves. We boast in him. But we've been given a major responsibility. And I I think very often we don't realize just how much of a responsibility it is that we have. There is nothing normal about you and I. You know, there should be nothing normal about the way that we worship. Unless your prayer or your worship is just average. There should be nothing average or normal about the way that you pray. When someone is passionate about God, they pray differently. When someone is in love with God, they worship differently. When someone has the fire, the passion of God, or they realize that God, listen, the God of all creation is living on the inside of me. He has separated me. He has saved me. They recognize where they come from and understand that they are no longer the same anymore. They are not the same. Amen. Well, you know, many times people will say, well, you know, Pastor Alex, you know, you know, when God does this or if God promotes me, then I'll, you know, I'll preach the gospel. I'm just waiting for this to happen or, you know, but how many of you know that God wants you to start right where you are? He wants you to be exceptional. He wants you to stand out. He wants you to be passionate right where you are. It amazes me how sometimes we don't recognize that you are a testimony everywhere you go. In your workplace, you should be the hardest worker. In your workplace, you should have the best attitude. At 5 o'clock, when it's, when, it's, when it's 4.45 and everybody's packing up, you should still be hard at work. Oh, it's very quiet now. Well, you know, God's called me to preach the gospel, but you want to leave at 5.45. Christians, we have been called people, church, whatever I want to, whatever you are, you belong to Him. Do you represent Him or are you just like everybody else? Do you have the same spirit, the same, the same level of excellence as those that do not serve a king, that do not represent the king? You are, you are a peculiar people. You should stand out. You say, well, Pastor Alex, you know, I, you know I'm waiting for my promotion. Listen. Work harder, have the best attitude, be the best worker, and God will promote you. Well, you know, my marriage, you know, my marriage is a mess. Will you be a better wife? Not you, darling, you're the greatest. (laughs) 
we have to be excellent. What separated Daniel was his excellent spirit. He set his heart to seek the Lord. He got put in front of kings. He got put in front of rulers because of his attitude, because of his ethics, because of his spirit of excellence. Joseph was taken and put into the, into the palace of Pharaoh. He was nobody and he got placed in, in positions of authority because of his spirit, because of his excellence, because he recognized and understood that he represented the king of kings even while he was in prison. That means that, oh, you know, how are you? Oh, really? Oh. Uh, kumbaya. <laughs> we should be different. Your boss should be bragging on you because you should have an excellent spirit. You should work with, 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 with determination, with passion, with zeal, because you represent the king. And when you do what, what, he's, what you do, when you do well what he's given you, you will do well with what comes next. Promotion always comes to those who work with an excellent spirit. Character is everything. Your gifts, listen, they're just not going to cut it. We may be gifted, you may be gifted, but eventually it's just not going to be enough. It's going to be who you are, what you are like. Are you with me? God is always looking for the one. The one who is different. The one who is not like the multitude. The one that doesn't do what everybody else does. That doesn't follow the crowd. The trend. And the question is, are we that one? Or are we like the multitude? The Bible has a lot to say about the multitude. Let's go to Matthew 4, 25. What's interesting about the multitude, and I want to sort of, the multitude, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. If the multitude represents the church, watch this. Matthew 4, 25, great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Many in the church will follow Jesus. Many in the church will be the multitude that follows him. And he loves the multitude. Jesus loves the multitude. He loves all his people. He wants to bless all his people always. In fact, the Bible tells us that he taught and continues to teach the multitude today. Let's take a look. Let's go to Mark 4, verse number 1. And again he began, began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. So Jesus teaches the multitude. Every one of us have an opportunity that the Lord Jesus Christ, when we give our lives to Him, He will teach us, He will empower us, He will equip us, and He'll do that for everybody. If your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, if you have committed your heart and your life to Him, He will teach you. He will give you the tools to grow. He will give you the opportunity to follow Him. And He does it for all of us. What's wonderful about Jesus is that he even heals the multitude. 
there are times where he'll come into the room and he'll touch everybody. Doesn't matter what we've done, doesn't matter our attitude, doesn't matter anything. The multitude, the nameless ones almost, but yet they are still called to be his people. The Bible tells us in Matthew 14, 17, watch this. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. So we know that he heals. We'll get to that in just a moment. But he also feeds the multitude. He provides for the multitude. He takes care of the multitude. Listen, if you are a descendant of Abraham, there are promises for you. There are, there are promises of blessings, promises of provision. I'm glad you're so encouraged by that. That's great, you know. Jesus takes care of the multitude. Supernaturally, he also heals as well. Matthew 12, 15 says, But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and a great multitude followed him. And watch this. And he healed them all. So if you're part of the multitude, if you're part of that group of believers that follows him, yes, he can provide for you. He can feed you. He can take care of you. He can teach you. He can show you the way you should go. He can even do the supernatural in your life. But if you read scripture, he didn't heal them all, all the time. When Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda, only one person got healed. That pool was surrounded by many that were sick. Jesus walked past the gate, beautiful. Every time he went to the temple and the paralyzed man was there because when Peter and John healed him, it says that they laid him at the gate beautiful every day. Jesus walked past him, but at that point he was still part of the multitude. But Jesus can heal the multitude too. He feeds us, he provides from us, and we see him move in our lives. Many Christians want to be a part of that multitude. They don't want to be different. Well, you know, he's not normal. Who wants to be normal? What is normal? Normal is not good. Well, he's a little strange. Have you read your Bible? Everyone God used was strange. There was nothing normal about Moses. There was nothing normal about Elijah. There was nothing normal about Elisha. There was nothing normal about Jesus. There was nothing normal about Paul. There was nothing normal about Peter. They were different. But in Scripture, and especially in the life of Jesus, you every now and then see someone break away from the multitude. You see them step into something different. Their attitude is different. Their heart is different. Their desire is different. They will do what others will not do. One of the most famous stories is the story of the blind man. Let's go to Luke 18.35. I don't want to read the whole story. But this is what it says. Take a look. Then it happened. As he was coming near Jericho, this is Jesus, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. Now watch. 
and hearing a multitude. There's the multitudes going in the flow, moving with the Lord, passing by. He asked what it meant, and they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Listen, everybody's walking. Jesus is there. We're all going in the right direction, following the Lord. The, the blind man says, listen, who is this? He says, it's Jesus. He decides, I'm not going to be normal. And the Bible says that he cries out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He makes a decision to do what's abnormal. You must remember, when Jesus fed the multitude, they didn't ask for it. He just did it because that's how he is. He will touch the multitude. He will move amongst the multitude. But if you need a supernatural breakthrough, through, if you want to be different, you have to be the one who's willing to cry out. You have to be the one who's willing to separate yourself from the multitude. Everybody carries on. But are you willing to be different? And we know the story, the Lord heals him. He experiences something from heaven that others did not experience. He had an encounter that changed everything because he was willing to be different. He was willing not to fit in with the crowd, with the multitude. There are so many stories just like this, but I want you to see how individuals that separate themselves from the multitude are different. This is speaking of one individual, but there can also be a group of people that stand in the gap. Different, a different type of people. People that will take a risk. People that will separate themselves from just following the multitude. And the Bible says, in Mark 2, verse number 1. Let's go there. Mark 2, verse number 1. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered. The multitude was there. So that there was no longer room to receive him not even near the door, and he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. Look at this. And when they could not hear, when they could not come near him because of the crowd, because of the multitude, they uncovered the roof where he was. And so when they had broken through, they lit down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus said to them, it's because of your faith that I'm gonna heal this guy. Listen, the crowd was there. Jesus is busy speaking, but nobody was ready. No one was anticipating that he would do something unbelievable. But there were four individuals. There were four people that made a decision that today was not going to be normal, that they were not going to follow the crowd. They knew who it was that was inside that house. And it didn't matter that the crowd was around him. It didn't matter that everybody was doing the same thing. They made a decision that they would carve up the side of the house, that they would break open the roof, that they would lower him down. Didn't matter what it cost them. Didn't matter if they'd go to prison for it. Didn't matter what happened. They made a decision that they were not going to be the multitude. Well, what if people think I'm weird? Listen, everyone thought the four of them were weird. What are they doing? Jesus is gonna rebuke them. No, he rebuked those that had something to say. 
make sure that you're not the one that will be rebuked. There is nothing normal about the God that we serve. He is supernatural. Anything can happen with Him. Anything. I think this is, out of the stories I chose, this is probably my favorite. Let's go to Luke 8 verse 41. Luke 8 verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jarius, and he was a ruler of the synagogues. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to the house. For he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, watch this, the multitude thronged him. Jesus is on his way, and the multitude is following him. The congregation is going with him. The multitude is going not expecting anything different, not expecting anything out of the ordinary, not anticipating that something amazing might just take place. And the Bible says, now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. What's interesting, and most of you know this, but I'll just share it for those of you that don't, is everything she was doing was completely illegal. First of all, a woman should not be in a position like that. Most certainly not on her knees crawling to get to Jesus. Plus, she had an issue of blood, which means she had to be placed outside the city. She was willing to put it all on the line. She was willing to take a risk. She was willing to do something different. What's interesting is the Bible tells us, the next sentence is incredible, because the Bible tells us in verse 45, and Jesus said, who touched me? You see, she touched the hem of his garment, but the Bible tells us that the multitude was touching him the whole time. The multitude, the congregation, we all touch him all the time. But is there anybody that is willing to believe a little extra? Is there anybody that's willing to be, be a little bit peculiar? Is there anybody that's willing to, to, to do what's different, to, to change themselves, to, to give themselves completely, to risk everything for Him? Is there anybody? Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press you. You see, that's what the church is like. We're pressing on him all the time. Lord, Lord, we want this. Lord, we need this. Lord, help us here. Lord, do this. But there are only a few. There are only a few that are really touching him. That when they touch him, he turns around and he says, I know that power left me. I know that there was a demand placed on me where power from heaven has been released onto the earth to release, to, to touch people, to change people, to encounter people, to change your life. Listen, you carry on going down the same road, the same mistakes, the same issues. Listen, it's time that you make a decision to completely give over to Him, to completely surrender to Him, to completely give your heart to Him, to completely give your life to Him, to give your family to Him, to give your finances to Him, to give everything to Him. 
Imagine if she had said, you know, well, you know, maybe when he comes around next time, you know, I'll try and make an appointment. Maybe I'll get an appointment. See, everybody tries to make an appointment. But there are only a few that will make sure that they'll take the chance. They'll do whatever it takes. And when that faith is, 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 is done, when that faith is, 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 is exposed, when it, when, it's, when it comes out, when it comes out that way, heaven responds every time. The question is, are you the multitude or are you like one of these? The multitude going through the motions. Yes, he provides. Yes, he feeds. Yes, he teaches. But have you ever heard any one of the multitude's names? Do you know who they are? Did they make any difference? That's why, listen, I want to know all the miracles that day when he healed them all. Why doesn't the Bible tell me that three people got delivered and John Phillips got touched and set free and, 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 and Carl Wurstazen got this and, and Nick Nolte got this and, and, and this one got that. And the Bible doesn't tell us why because they didn't stretch out for it because there was nothing peculiar about them. He did that because that's who he is. He is good. You see, there is a difference between the multitude and and those that truly desire to follow him with all of their hearts. You see, we see the supernatural released. In other words, breakthrough for your healing, breakthrough for your miracle, breakthrough for God to move when you really, really begin to follow him like that. But let me show you something even more powerful. Watch this now. You see, the multitude would be with Jesus all the time, but there would come a point in the day where they would no longer be with him. And only a certain type of person would be able to remain with him. Let's go to Matthew 13, verse 36. Matthew 13, verse 36. Watch this. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. Now watch. And his disciples came to him. Look at that. There was a select group. There was a group of individuals that were different. They did not get sent away. They got to stay with him. They got to spend time with him in the house. The Bible says that you should go into your secret place. You should shut the door and that you should have fellowship with him. You see, the thing is, is that the multitude will never do that. The multitude will never be kept in that house to be told secret things, to be shown things that are far beyond what normal human comprehension can actually understand. But there are an elite group of individuals. Yes, I'm going to call them elite because they are special. They are different. They are separated. And the Bible calls them disciples. You see, the Bible, when Jesus gave the mandate, he didn't say go into the world and create a multitude of followers. There will always be a multitude that will follow. And there will always be those that say, just show me one more sign, one more miracle, then I'll believe. Just, you know, I need to see it again. You know, that one, right, that one was trick photography. But then there are the disciples. Disciples. 
the ones who left everything behind, the ones who left their families. Peter had a wife. The ones who left their parents, the ones who chose to follow him at the risk of their reputation being destroyed and ultimately giving their lives completely for the cause of the kingdom. They were the disciples. They were different. Now the good news is they also went through a school, just like you and I will go through a school, but at some point in your walk with God, you have to be like the blind man. You have to be like the woman with the issue of blood. You have to be different. You have to be like those four guys that say, listen, I'm gonna fight no matter what. I believe God, I believe He is. I'm gonna follow Him, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Even when the multitude wouldn't let you in the room, no one can hold you back if you have access to the house. When the multitude isn't there, the disciples went in and began to ask questions. Man, that happens in the secret place where not everybody has access. Why? Because they don't ask for it. They don't desire it. They don't go after it. But the disciples had that privilege. Come on, how many in this room this evening say, I want that to be me. I don't wanna just be a part of the multitude, a part of the crowd. Are you gonna really let your reputation be what holds you back, what other people think of you? Do you realize that what they call normal is totally not normal? What is normal? What is that? Well, you know, I just wanna be normal. I think I'm more normal than all of you. I just don't want people to think I'm a little bit, you know, strange or weird, you know. Well, you know, I'm a girl and, you know, not me, but, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not funny, okay. Young woman, it's not normal to keep your virginity anymore. It's not normal to call a man a man and a woman a woman. Well, if you don't do that, you have no love. You see, you don't know what normal is, friend. Because I love you enough to tell you the truth. Listen, it's not an attack on the individual. It's an attack on a spirit. The the wrestle. Oh, 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 the word wrestle. The wrestle. Not the, you know, we often will say the battle. It's not a battle. It's a wrestle. Because the wrestle is a fight to the death. The wrestle is where you hold on in combat and it's constant. It's just back and forth the whole time. You must understand that we are in a wrestle against forces of darkness that desire to destroy us. We're in a wrestle. Some people want to think that the wrestle is over. Brother, you can be ugly and do something about it, but stupid is forever. You are in a wrestle. Believe me, if we were not in a wrestle, It wouldn't be in the Bible. Do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Why? Because they are there. That means you need to know what they are. Oh, and by the way, Satan knows you well. Just so you know, 
well, don't pay any attention to Satan. Well, then please, let's go tear out some pages in the Bible. You have to be aware of the enemy. Any person that goes into combat will tell you, you need to know the enemy. This was not planned. We have a deliverance service and people start manifesting because we're doing deliverance in the church. What? It's your demons that get upset that we're doing deliverance in the church. Not you, because you guys are. It's those online, it's those guys. Wow, we've defeated the enemy. Listen, he's defeated the enemy. But you're in a wrestle, friend. But if you want the victory, the secret is the secret place. And there we don't even talk about the enemy because there it's all about him. I have realized that God is so determined to find those in his church that will be like the blind man that will be like the woman with the issue of blood, that will be like those in Scripture that were willing to just surrender everything to Him. That's what He's looking for. That's what He's looking for in you. That's what He's looking for in me. That's what He desires so that we can step into what He has for us. Listen, when Jesus went to His own hometown, the Bible says He could not do many miracles there. Why? Because the congregation, the multitude had no faith. That's the problem with the church today. Much of the church is the church doesn't believe anymore. But the Bible says that he goes to and fro on the earth and he's trying to find someone. Listen, God's used one many times. What makes you think that you can't be that one? How hungry for him are you? How desperate for him are you? Or are you wanting to hold on to everything that holds you back? I don't know about you, but I am so ready for everything God has right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not in October, not in November, right now. I, I, I am ready. Listen, God has been every single Saturday night. It's like something's happening in this place. Every Saturday night, there's an anticipation, there's an expectation. Anything can happen. I'm amazed. Church can't be normal. There should be nothing normal about church. Okay, one more scripture. Are you guys okay? Amen. Cornelius was an Italian general, captain, and he has an encounter with an angel, and the angel tells him to go and fetch Peter. I'm really giving you the summarized version. And Peter's busy praying and seeking the Lord. And when they came to him, Peter was wrestling about whether he should go or not. 
And in Acts 10, 21, it says this. So Peter went down and said, I am the man that you are looking for. Why have you come? I really believe that's the word of the Lord to you tonight. The question is, will you be that man? Will you be that one that can change your family? Will you be that one that can change your workplace? Will you be that one that can change Vero Beach? Will you be that one that can impact Florida in the most remarkable way? Will you be the one that will affect this nation? Will you be the one that will touch the nations? Oh, I don't believe that, Pastor Alex. Well, then you don't believe your Bible. Now, one's great, but imagine a whole group. Imagine the whole church wakes up and takes a hold of God and says, yes, Lord, we will be the one. We will be the one that you have called us to be. We will be the one that you, have, that you, that you depend on. We will be the one that you are seeking for. We will be that one. Amen. I am the one that you are looking for. I am the one. Come on, everybody here this evening say, I am the one. Come on, say, I'm not part of the multitude. Come on, say it and believe it. I'm not part of the multitude. You see, it's interesting. I can, I, I can sense what some of you are saying. Well, what about my sin? Well, aren't you glad Jesus died on the cross for your sin? So that you can stop and start being the one and stop being the multitude? Come on. It's time for you to step out of that. It's time for you to get out of the vomit. Come on, you are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. Come on. That's what He's called you to do. That's what He's called you to be. But listen, the one that is the head and not the tail has an excellent spirit. The one who is above and not beneath doesn't leave at 445. Come on, we have to change the way we think. We all want it to be great and glorious. Start at home. Clean your house. Start at home. Take care of your family. Start at work. Look after your job. What kind of an employee are you? Are you different or are you like the multitude or are you worse? Come on, God has given us a spirit, His spirit, a spirit that is holy, a spirit that is powerful, a spirit that is life-changing. He has given us His spirit. Come on, church, take a hold of Him. Take a hold of Him and be all that He has called you to be. Walk as He has called you to walk. Do as He has called you to do. Be as He has called you to be. Take a hold of Him. Don't be the multitude. Don't be lost in the crowd. Don't be a faceless one in the kingdom. Come on. I'm gonna make history. I'm gonna change the world. I'm gonna pray for this city. I'm gonna believe God. I'm gonna seek His faith. I'm gonna trust for miracles. I'm gonna seek after Him. I'm gonna believe God for miracles even in this place tonight. I'm gonna take a hold of you, God. I'm gonna shout for you. I'm gonna chase after you. I'm gonna 
commit my family to you. There is nothing normal about me. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray tonight in this place that we will be that voice, that voice of one crying out in the wilderness, one that cries out, prepare the way for the coming King, prepare the way for the Holy One. And even in that day before Jesus came to this earth, was John the Baptist nothing ordinary? Did they not speak of him like he was crazy? But Father, yet he sought you. He, he committed his heart to you. And Jesus called him the greatest of all the prophets. Father, I pray that we will be that generation that Jesus spoke about, where he said that there will be those that will be in the kingdom and they will be greater than all of these. Father, I pray that we will understand that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Open our eyes, God, I pray. Open our ears that we would begin to see and begin to understand that it is your spirit, the spirit of might, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of, 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 of might, the, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. How can we be, be, be normal? How can we be normal, Father? I pray, Lord, that we will take a hold of it. Lord, that our sins, our weaknesses, our shortcomings will be nothing in, in your hands for nothing is impossible for you. I come against addiction. I come against all kinds of sin and the enemy that tries to hold you back even now. How the enemy tries to whisper in your ear that you are not good enough. I want you to know that you are not good enough, but greater is He that is in you. He is in you. He will quicken you. He will quicken your spirit. He will quicken your body. He will give you life where there feels like there's only death. He will take you even in the valley and He will rise you up. He will cause you on, to, be, to be on eagle's wings. He will cause you to run with the lion of the tribe of Judah. There is nothing for you to be afraid of. There is nothing for you to fear, says the Lord. My hand is upon you. I am raising up a people in this hour, says the Lord. I am raising up a people in this hour and they will be peculiar. Yes, they will and they will prophesy and my words will be on their lips and they will speak my word and there will be fire. There will be fire that will come out of their mouths and as they speak, they will consume the enemy. They will consume the enemy with my word and with my spirit, says the Lord, for the hour has come and I will begin to shake all things Yes, I will. Yes, I will, says the Lord. I will begin to shake all things. But know this, says God, do not fear, for I will always be with you. Become the remnant. Become the people that I've called you out to be for such a time as this, for an hour like this. Father, tonight in this place, we take a hold of you. Lord, do not allow one in this building to be a part of the multitude, but rather let us be like the woman with the issue of blood. Let us be like blind Bartimaeus. Let us be, Father, like your disciples that have access to secret places, to secret discussions, to the deeper inner things of God. 
did Paul not say that there are mysteries that we must find out about? Even when we pray, we pray the mysteries of God. I give thanks, Father, tonight in this place that you are with us and will never leave us. But I know, Father, that you are calling us. You are calling us for such a time as this. For such a time as this, Lord. Religion will try to hold you back. Will try to get you to reason it. But you cannot reason this. For the things of the spirit of foolishness to those who seek the wisdom of this world. There was no wisdom in the woman with the issue of blood. There was no wisdom in the blind man shouting like a crazy man. There was no wisdom in following a rabbi from the Sea of Galilee. But he turned them all into history makers, every one of them. You know the blind man's name. You know the name of his disciples. Lord, let every person in this place tonight know that they are precious to you. That they can decide to run with you. I choose to run with you, Lord. I choose to follow you with all of my heart in this place tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you, Father, that your presence is here. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We give you thanks. Praise and all the glory. Come on, right there where you are. You can speak to him right now. You can cry out to him right now. You can decide in your heart tonight to never be the same again. It's your choice. The multitude is moving forward. What will you do? What will you do? I can't imagine, Lord, not living for you. I can't imagine it. following you, not serving you, not giving my heart to you. You are the only thing that makes sense to me. You're the only one who comforts me. Who brings healing and deliverance and peace into our lives. 
were the only one. I will make a fool of myself for you, Lord. Anytime. Anytime. Now I pray for those in this congregation that's hearts have been stirred by your word tonight. That you will strengthen them, that you will touch them right there where they are, Lord. Encounter them, Holy Spirit. Not by might or by power. Just you, Lord. Just your spirit. Just you. Just you, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. In this place, I thank you for it. Come on, let's raise our hands for just a moment. We're going to close in just a minute. Just surrender to Him. Just surrender your heart. Just surrender your life to Him right now. Just like Peter said, Lord, I'm the one you're looking for. Whom will you send? Send us, Lord. Send us, Lord. Send us. And I give you thanks for it in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats for just a moment. Amen. I hope this word made sense to you tonight. Amen. Are you guys all okay? I told you, I'm, I'm not normal. <laughs> if you want normal, this is not your place. Can you come to me, please, ma'am? Mm. Don't be afraid. Just stand right here. Just raise your hands to heaven. Don't look at them. Look at me. <laughs> Just close your eyes. Just relax. Father, I thank you for this precious young lady. Megan. Megan. I wasn't going to say that, but it's okay. He knows your name, Megan. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. Lord Jesus, just follow tonight. Just touch her tonight. God is turning everything around for you. Everything is about to be turned around for you. There's going to be great breakthrough that will come your way. But there's been a stirring in your heart tonight. God has really stirred your heart up. And the things that you struggled with in the past are broken off you tonight. Everything that's held you back is lifted off you in the name of Jesus. Father, she's precious to you. Now I ask, Holy Spirit, that you touch her tonight. Just fill her up, Lord, with fresh oil, with new wine from heaven, Lord, that she will, she will speak and she will be everything you've called her to be. But tonight in this place, there is a fresh oil, a fresh new wine that is being poured out over your life. And the Lord says, you have lost nothing. 
everything is restored. And I thank you for her, Lord. I thank you for the destiny. I thank you for the purpose. And the Lord has his hand on you. And I give you thanks for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now just bless her, Holy Spirit. Bless her now. Bless her, Jesus. Bless her, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. She was a little bit abnormal just after we started the service. She began to move from normal to abnormal. And so the Lord wanted to give her a, w- a word of encouragement. You see, the gifts are for edification, exhortation, and comfort. So he wants to encourage, strengthen. That's what he does. Amen. Isn't it awesome? Amen. Amen. I think what we'll do tonight is I'm going to close the service, but if anybody has any prayer needs, I'll be up here and I have some of the team come up. We'll pray for you for any needs or any physical needs or any, anything that you need from the Lord. Come and we'll pray for you. We want to bless you. Saturday nights, I really want to be a time of ministry and you know, a time of the Spirit. So we'll be up here to pray for anyone who has needs. But for those of you that have been blessed by the service and are ready to go home, I'm going to release you now. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. We bless you. Lord, let us not be that multitude, but let us be the one. And we honor you for it, Lord. We we know that it's not by might or power and it's not our abilities or anything like that. It's total surrender to you in the name of Jesus, your son. Bless the congregation as they leave tonight. Strengthen and encourage them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So the altars are open. If you want prayer, please come. Otherwise, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.